Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and sitting opposite me, high in the sky, my dear podcast wife slash husband, the man who I am enjoying sharing this isolation period. I'm sharing it with him more than my family, the one only Dural Jaisinger. Hello, Benjamin. That is so far from the truth. Like, this is, uh, uh, if anything to go by from your last few weeks of chatting is that you have had enough of your family and you wish you had more of me. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, we don't want to dilly-dally too much because we have a fantastic guest. First time into the Fitbed Studios. Please welcome Nazim Hussain. Hello, hello. I, I hello. gave it a bit of an opera about it. Nazim Hussain. I like on my screen, on my Zoom screen, uh, it's it's you and me on the top and then Ben Lannis yes. at the bottom. It's just, and he looks just small. Yeah. This is, this just how the point. almighty intended it to be. <laughs> so it, you're finally suppressing the white man. Is that what you're saying? We are on yes. top of you. Yeah. Now, are you even looking at us, Ben? Because you, you, it, it's yeah, really well, strange. The, see, the thing is, I've got a really good camera here, but you guys are right yeah. there. So every time I, I get excited. It just looks like you're checking your Facebook. Yeah. Exactly. It feels like really, I feel very disconnected that well, you're not really paying I, attention to us. Like the Facebook's here, so it's on this side. So if I was really checking my Facebook, I'd be, I'd be doing this. I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there are you guys. Oh, hello. Hello. No. You, you, you look like a panel operator at the Breakfast Radio Show. Oh, <laughs> Triple M here. We got icy cans of cold, but we can't deliver to you in person. You know why? Because Corona. <laughs> that's actually really good this is like a new audition tape but if you i feel like you're you're the guy at the party that doesn't really want to talk to you is just looking over your shoulder looking for, a, for someone mm. more important you mean the you, mean the defini- you mean the definition of a comedian yeah. <laughs> as we've got you uh on the podcast in what i think is great timing which is during the month of ramadan uh, which is for our listeners who may not be aware of how Ramadan works, uh, is the breakdown basically you don't eat from sunup till sundown. And that includes water. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that ends roughly about 30 days, right? Yes, about 30 days. One lunar month. And um, uh-huh. we're about 12 days, in, 12 or 13 days in. So yeah. uh, in the groove of things now, the first few days are tough. Coffee was a big one. You would know going into the jungle. Mm. Getting off mm-hmm. coffee, Whew, mm-hmm. the headache. Um, but you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually not so bad. We've got short days here in Australia. You know that it's wind coming. Into yeah, winter. I always oh. wonder what happens when it hits like Finland when they have those days where it's like you yeah. know twenty-hour oh. days and stuff like that. Well, I did Edinburgh Fringe like uh, years back with Armour during Ramadan, and uh, uh-huh. we would do our shows at like eight thirty, finish at nine thirty, and still have like an hour and a half or something ridiculous. Because they're at the top of the globe, you know, like so. Yeah. Super long, and then the nights were really short, and yeah, yeah, they were, they were long. We were flyering all day, handing out flyers. And you uh, still stuck? You still did the fasting? The thing is, like, you don't even need to to fast when you're a traveller. However, to be classified as a traveller, according to like most mm. Muslims, you need to have the intention to be in a place for two weeks or less. Otherwise, that place is considered your home. So it uh, okay. technically was our home. But what we did was we found a loophole two weeks or so. <laughs> yes, right? tell us. So yeah. you say, all right, I'm going to be here for, for less than two weeks. Then on the 14th day, we took a drive to somewhere yes. far out. We stayed the night. Like go, to, go to Glasgow. Go to, I can't remember. I think we went to Inverness or somewhere. Came back. Yeah. And then so we were a traveler it's the whole time. It's a new trip. 
yeah, it's a reset. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of a uh, lot of uh, immigrants, like people who are tourists on tourist visas, do that. They fly to New Zealand and then come back into Australia to reset the visa. But surely, <laughs> yeah, I, I have a question though. If if you're a Muslim and then you were going to go live somewhere else, you, would you the, the further you go north or further in the in the in the northern hemisphere, then the longer days is that enough reason to go? No, nah, I don't want to move there. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. It's like when you're just traveling, though. It's just yeah. that if you had to travel during the month of Ramadan, then you're sort of uh, alleviated some of the, the responsibility. But also, I think, I, I, I don't know, because I grew up in a Muslim house, right? There were 14 people in the one house, and my brother and I were the only non-two Muslims. And I remember my grandma teaching me about another clause that saying that if you have a, uh, a comedy festival show, you're allowed to <laughs> not fast during that month because of the mental strain they're coming up with gags and riffing because apparently I think there's a clause that affects riff that says, lest your riffing gets affected, do not fast. Yeah, the chapter on co- the chapter on comedy in the Quran explicitly states that, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> comedy spelled with a Q. <laughs> comedy, that's so funny. No, but there's, you know, there are, there are like, um, there are some football players who fast, you know, like uh, Premier League football players, but there are some that don't as well. They go, well, because it's yeah. a, if it affects like your job or some, if it's like an, an, I don't know, there's all sorts of interpretations. As you know, growing up in Muslim household, um, yeah. everything's kind of up to your own, not up to you, you don't interpret it yourself, but you can you do what you can do. You can't so do what you can't I, do. This, this just shows how ignorant I am. So it, how often, it happens for a month and that changes every year? So, so it's a lunar calendar. So um, the, the January, February, March calendar, that's like what, that follows the sun, Gregorian yeah. calendar, whereas the Muslim calendar follows the moon. So the, right. the lunar calendar is 11 years shorter than the solar calendar. Yeah, so okay, that of, makes sense. The Muslim months climb up the, the Gregorian calendar. So yeah, Back I, in 2001, for in Sri Lanka, I mean, around the world, uh, uh, the, the Ramadan month fell in December, and yeah. it was the, one of the best months before in Sri Lanka. It gets cooler during that time, and it was actually really a lot easier for a lot of people to fast during that time. And, oh, in Australia, and because. Yeah, is, is is winter better when it's uh oh, yeah. shorter days, you know? Yeah. yeah. And again, like um, like you know, Muslims made fasting trendy before it became trendy. Yeah, uh-huh. before Michael Mosley. <laughs> yeah. Mike, he's actually <laughs> Michael Muslim, but he, <laughs> he's I mean intermittent fasting's a thing now. Now, like with the freaking toilet paper running out, everyone's using water, I'd hope. Um, we're not allowed to touch each other, people are covering their faces, pubs are closed. <laughs> We're pretty much living in the new Muslim world. Colin Hansen was right all along. <laughs> the Muslims are coming to change the Aussie way of life. And so they good. came through a virus. I love it. How yeah. long is, is that halal? Nah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, somehow the Chinese have copped it. I'm happy with that. Because it takes yeah. the heat off us, but you know, yeah. um, I'll, you know I'll, where's ISIS? <laughs> I'll enjoy taking that sound bite and isolating it. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> man, I just love that. I so, love that. So, is a gag. That is such a good gag. Like now that is that is a classic gag. That is that is set up. That is that is to the point. It's just it'll be great when you actually get to do it on stage. Whenever the uh, fuck that yeah. is. Um, I did. Um, you do, well, um, Dill did the show for we did, there's a show for Stan yes. called the Australian Lockdown Comedy Festival, and uh, I did some stand up to my neighbours in the driveway. Mm, really, one of the most awkward things I've ever done in my career. <laughs> but you know, um, <laughs> guess what time, man? 
I actually yeah. invited them by putting a letter and rolled it up and put it in a toilet roll and, and, and delivered it to my neighbor and then their neighbor because they can both see me from my driveway. The neighbor uh, next to me was kind. They texted me back saying, hey, I'd love to, yeah, would love to watch. So they were, they were going to, you know, they agreed to come out to their driveway on the day of the record. And then the neighbor next to them took the letter out of the toilet roll, put the toilet roll back on their, on their letterbox and never texted me and didn't show oh. up. <laughs> so, oh, they just ignored you? <laughs> just that the immediate neighbor? <laughs> no, see the next one. So thank God it wasn't uh, the one neighbor. after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wow. Like, Who are these dicks? Turns out they actually had a house. Alan Jones. No. <laughs> a call back to something we talked about before the podcast started. Damn it. <laughs> Basically call Ben Lomas, the Alan Jones of podcast. Okay. Oh, you yourself well, I don't really don't want that on the record either. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, he's well paid. <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, he's still got a job. Um, so, so have you done many? What were you saying? Sorry. So, yeah. So, they... they no, that is but basically, so that, so that house, she, apparently, she, you know, they, they had a house fire and then the woman, the old woman that lived in there doesn't live there anymore. And so she didn't reply because she's possibly um, suffering from uh, death. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> she has a slight case of death. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, she has the symptoms of being six feet under. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, now, so with one of the cool things about growing up in a Muslim house during Ramadan was the breaking fast part. And a big part of it for me was the gathering of the family members, because there's like 14 people and not, we didn't always congregate at the same time. But like there were different groups that would meet at the exact same time to eat. And it had this nice um, community connecting vibe. How are you finding the lack of that in isolation. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. That the, so Ramadan, you know, if you describe it like the first half of what you said, exactly right. Don't eat, don't drink, no water, no no, no sex. It's just, you know, you've got to be godly and stuff. But the, but the most fun part of Ramadan is like that each night is pretty much just like kind of a party. You know, you, you eat, you break mm. fast with people. Uh, you, yeah. You really appreciate yeah. You have food. a couple shots of tequila. It's really great. A couple shots of tequila. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, but it is really, it's all about community, et cetera. So this mm. Ramadan is very different, you know. We're all mm. there's some virtual stuff going on. So virtual you know, breaking bit, like virtual I, breaking bit. But also, as as uh, Dill would know, like uh, during Ramadan, so there's a normal five prayers. But then in Ramadan each night there's an extra prayer after that, which is really mm. long. And normally people go to the mosque. I know. Well, of- well, I know. I know the second line. Vedika Avantu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did I get that right? Well, that's yeah. The, yeah. 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 Spot on. But yeah. Anyways, so the prayer is called Tarawih. T- anyway, so now people are streaming it, but then a, there's, so it's a bit of a controversial idea doing that because you know we all pray towards Mecca. Someone leads a prayer at the front of the room, you know, the Imam. But but if you yeah. stream it, um, some some scholar, some mufti said, no, nah, you can't because you might be streaming it in front of the Imam, so. It invalidates the or something. Oh. So basically, yeah, the basic the direction. So it's yeah. like you know what you and Ben, you and your kids do, uh, which is getting fit with Joe. Yeah, it's like that. It's like getting faith with Imam, and you basically. <laughs> so the Imam's facing Mecca. You've just got to make sure that you're tilting behind the camera. But surely, if if the Mufti's in the right, he's faced in the right way. But if you're filming you got, and, yeah. and you've got him in the same way that you're facing. Mecca, isn't that the, but isn't that the same? Listen, mate, st- I, 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 
I think I'm I'm on I'm t- Mufti freaking Ben Lomas here yeah. because this is 2021. Now I'm happy to start prayer. Uh, I'm a little bit ill-informed, uh, but I'm good at riffing. So you should get in on these. You should get in on these on these on these fatwa debates. I think you'd have a that's a valuable contribution. Ben. But I, but also I think like in, in you would assume that the if you can't get the rules exactly right, surely. You know, the person who made the rules were like, no, no, guys, given the circumstances you're in, we're going to be a bit looser. If you have to stream it, but you're still making the effort to, oh, yeah, to pray and making the effort to to fast, that's yeah. good enough for us. Thanks so much for showing up. That's well, like, you know what I mean? I think, I, I think half the fun of being like a religious person is just kind of trying to understand God's will. And so yeah. the debates and the, you know, the differences of opinion is kind of all part of the fun. I mean, yeah. some it's not religious. You know, but like uh, that's you know, I, I grew up just how, kind of enjoying. Well, how does um, how yeah. does Corona fit in God's will at the moment? Well, I mean, you know, praying. So when we even just the, so the ritual stuff, this is, it affects all parts of life, just like with everybody. But specifically, like Islamic stuff, like normally when you pray, you pray shoulder to shoulder, feet to feet, like you are you're like your brothers or sisters, like you you know we physically mm. touch. After the prayer, like they say to shake hands, Musafaha is like a you know, when you shake another person's hand in love, like with anybody, you know, like your your your, your sort of bad deeds or whatever just falls off you. Like it's it's all about like hugging. It's like a and, cleansing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cleansing. Like we're all about community and being close to each other and um, sharing from sharing drinks from the same cups and eating from the same bowls. And so, yeah, like kind of going against that spirit. Mm. Is, uh, yeah, and o- and also the 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 Kaaba, you know, the 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 yeah, yeah, Mecca. Mecca, like that's one of the most crowded, you know, yeah. monuments. Or is it all year round, or is there a specific all, all year round? Like it's compl- like you so you see the thing on the you know you see that the the, the Kaaba on the news often during Eid um, or Hajj and stuff like that. And it's always ben, crap- just for Ben. Ben Kaaba is what you you know the uh, the black, the black. Uh, box. It, is it fair to call the it a box? box. It looks yeah, like yeah. Put, yeah. that you put on top of your TV to record. <laughs> yeah, except yeah. like we pray towards it. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, that's basically always packed. I've been there a couple of times, and yeah, it's it's weird to see it completely empty. Who, but you've been there. Have you been there twice? Yeah, I've, I've gone to. I want to. You know, who who books that? <laughs> <laughs> can, yeah. can, can you can you vouch for me? Yeah. Uh, can, you, can, you get, can you give me a tight five from the Mufti before Dill? Is that possible? <laughs> Lomas, you can do the warm up. Make a crowd. It's definitely the people that don't book the Australian Defence Force gigs. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man! So yeah, so that that isolation yeah, aspect. Are you completely empty? And but the thing is, like, um, you know, uh, there's all. Islamic history has said that, like, we over time there've been heaps of pandemics when they've had to just completely clear out the place. So it feels like these are unprecedented times, obviously, but there've been bloody plagues and pandemics throughout history. So yeah, I think in the context of religion and and what religious groups have witnessed, mm-hmm. like they've been around for longer than we have as individuals, or even like countries and governments and stuff, like. It's yeah. just, you know, I heard someone talk about how if you just look at the buildings that have been around for long, like they survived, you know, flus and, and, and economic crises. So yeah. it'll be around. We might not be. But, but what, you know, know live in them dying. But, yeah. <laughs> but what's, what's, what I find interesting as well, it's like, well, how are religions, different types of religions handling it, which then is also a reflection on how different countries are handling it. And the thing about it is when the Spanish flu happened, 
no one knew how everyone was handling it anyway because you just go, oh, well, we're fucking doing this. And then you find out maybe five, ten years later through letters and stuff or whatever, that's how you dealt with it. But now it's really weird because right. we've got a pandemic and then shit's happening and you just watch another country and you're watching that go, oh, that's shit. And then you take notes mm. and go, oh, fuck, let's do it. It's, it's weird. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was talking about mates. It feels like... It feels like it's a bad sport. You know when you wanted to play sport and there was that one team sport you didn't want to play? Now the whole world is playing this awful game called <laughs> Corona. Yeah. Um, some people yeah, are good yeah. at it. Some people are really shit. Yeah. It's a um, new world game. Yeah. yeah, it's become the world game. And the annoying thing is... Except, except Brazil Except Brazil is like the worst at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, the pre- isn't the president just like... He's basically like an anti-vaxxer for Corona. Yeah. So it's just yeah. blue. Well, some of these poorer countries, even though like, yeah, like, like it was, you know, it's been said a lot... Um, it, it is a privilege to be able to socially isolate in your home, whereas the crowded countries, poor people, homeless, they don't get to do that. But in India, like in, in many poor countries, the cops are literally just beating people with sticks who are just congregating on the street. Like, uh, they're not taking this lightly. So, Look, In India, is that classic example, like, just the logistics of it? So the day they went to lockdown, like, I remember it was like, it was like you're working on the other side of the country, right? Now, don't get me wrong, I've missed a bus or two in my life. Okay, I, I missed the last train after a big night. But can you imagine just working and then going, hey, there's a lockdown. And by the way, you know how you usually catch a train for two days? Yeah, you're going to walk. You're going to walk 320 kilometres. Like, I can't even comprehend that. Just like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Oh, I, I guess I'm walking for, for two weeks. Like, it's insane. Phenomenal. I just have one question because I'm new to this and you guys know a lot more about it. And I reckon there's quite a few listeners. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell so them. when you do the 30 days, don't right? Use the listeners, don't use the listeners to cover up for your own ignorance. No, no, no. no. <laughs> they all know. All right. No. All right. After this, Naz, we're going to quiz you on uh, Catholicism and Buddhism <laughs> yeah, as well yeah, and yeah. see how you stack up. <laughs> no, but, this, but like, because I, I was, uh, the only time I've ever experienced it uh, is uh, I was in Istanbul uh, in the midst of running up. And it was amazing. I I wasn't aware. I knew, you know, before, it, it, before when the sun was setting and then everyone got outside, is it a common thing where you just bring too much food? Because when, like, when, whenever, when the f- sun finally set, I've never seen people gorge on food and people just come over and drop food on us. Like, after a while, people were like, would you like this? Would you like this? And, and we, we, I felt like, I, I, I didn't feel polite. I just kept accepting it. I think that, that's definitely like a non-Western thing, I think. But no, it's probably like, look, in non-white cultures globally, food and force-feeding people and guests is just part and parcel of being, well, what we would call in Australia, ethnic. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you come to... Especially subcontinental. Like it's like, you know, if you don't eat, you're, it's, you're insulting the, the host of the party. It's not, and- but it's also, I think it's, it's also just like a real joy to share food and, and, and keep someone fed. You know, it's like... It's just, a, it's like a love language of most mm. of the, well, this, Yeah, it's, it's, it's why I, I'm, I was such a fat cunt for so long is because the link between <laughs> uh, my grandma's cooking and grandma's love was too intertwined. And, but this is what I loved. What about, what about your siblings? Did she not love your siblings? No, no, she loved, but no one could eat like I did. So I think it was almost <laughs> like because she was Muslim, I wasn't. There was already a little bit of a disconnect. But here, this is this one area where she was like, oh, this kid, he's my, when he comes <laughs> eating, he's the favorite. All right, everyone else back off. And you, I would get everyone else's leftovers and stuff like that because it was like this subcon- subconscious con- connection to grandma going, if I eat her food and, you know, and her food was amazing, by the way. But like, it, it also meant that it felt like I had more affection from her, you know? 
and the, and that I think is a very subcon. And also, there's a thing in Sri Lanka. I'm sure, Naz, you have come across this as well. Is that um, you know, if you're fat, you're considered prosperous. Oh <laughs> my know? God! No, Sidil, you just remind me. When I was young, I remember because you know my parents came here in the 70s, and my my parents got split when I was like five. My dad went back to Sri Lanka, and I remember like single mum raising us. And when she would make us eat food, like we wouldn't finish our dinner, she'd be like, eat the food. How am I going to take you back to Sri Lanka? They will look at you and think that I am not feeding or we're poor. And yeah. like being fat, being fat, fair and fat was like, uh, well, yeah. If and fat, I had you indoors, you weren't working in the fields, fat, you had food, you know? So if yeah. you're fat, you're fair. And if you get diabetes, you are killing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going for diabetes, Ben? No, no, you're not, man. You're, you're, you're no, no, but this is the thing. But like, podcast should be redundant now. You're both the <laughs> redundant podcast. No, no but Dill's, but we keep flat, you know. No, but Dill's lost a lot more weight because since since in isolation, like I've like mm-hmm. I've tried so hard to keep it up, but I stacked up. Like I'm like 108 now, so like I've been oh, trying wow. to shred it off, but with kids. And looking after them all day, it's been absolutely crazy. Like I like the idea of trying to fast between, you know, you know, sunrise and sun, I, sunset. Like, yeah, I'll get also okay before because I wanted to say something else, but we'll get just wrapping up that Ramadan thing. What you're just talking about fasting and how it may sound on the surface beneficial, right? It's actually just putting aside isolation. Most of the time, Muslims tend in the West or in in, in privileged countries put on weight whereas actually yeah the point is you're supposed to eat less you're supposed to be more conscious of god think about poor people but because in the west we have such an abundance of food as soon as we break fast you sort of forget the purpose is to just eat a little you know people just go nuts they go absolutely crazy um but but also like um yeah so so it's actually harder to lose weight in ramadan i found it's harder to be healthy can yep. you just reiterate that point, though? Because I think that's quite interesting, which a lot of people might not know about, which is that um, part of the reason why you do Ramadan is to have an awareness of what it's like to not have the, you know, the privilege of eating at when you wish, right? Yeah, well, that's, that's pretty, you know, it's, it's like um, kind of like an empathy thing. Um, mm. You know, like Muslims call the global community like an ummah. And if one part of the body is hurting, the whole body feels it. Like, so we're supposed to, through fasting, we're all doing it at the same time. And when you feel that pain of hunger, you are supposed to be reminded of people less fortunate. Also, the higher purpose of Ramadan is to attain God consciousness. And God consciousness means to, to, to think of others before you think of yourself or as you think of yourself. Yeah, so right. But, but, you know, like, yeah, so I, I tend to, like, leave Ramadan with, like, on, you know, feeling spiritually on a higher, but then it just definitely wanes. So, yeah, um, but do you, we, yeah, do you and, and 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 for me, in terms of the weight putting or putting on thing, it, and I've talked about this on stage before, but it's hundred percent true. So I would wake up with the family for sahar and eat with them at like four thirty-five, but then go to school and then have breakfast and lunch, and then come home and break fast with the family, <laughs> and then even and then have dinner. They have like a little snack before that final prayer of the night as well, or after that final prayer. And I'd eat with them again. So I'd actually have five meals across those 30 <laughs> days and just stack it on. But the reverse Ramadan. I, I, I have a question, I'm, and I find this uh, so fascinating because, I, because I'm not a religious person, uh, and, and nor have I uh, ever been. Like my mum, who who would who would then send me send me out of religious class. Like I wouldn't even go. Like like mum's like, nah, right. just go to the library. Like you know, it's your choice. But in that month, right, so in those 30 days, when you say you're more connected spiritually, like 
is that is that something you look forward to? Like, do you do you genuinely just go, wow, I'm I'm in touch. I can feel my people. I can feel the spirit or whatever that feeling is. Is it really more heightened uh, than other times of the year? Look, I'll be honest. Sometimes you're like excited about Ramadan. This year, I was not looking forward to it because I was like, because it's not. You don't look at it and go, oh, I can't wait to not eat. I can't wait to abstain. It's like going mm. to a boot camp. Like you don't get excited about going to the boot camp or going to do a F45 or whatever it is, because it's just pain. But you yeah. know, like through that pain, it's probably doing something good for you. Yeah, and so, there's a growth. There's a growth. So it's, it's often like retrospectively or like, yeah, like when you're in the middle of a workout, you feel that like, oh yeah, like you've got the, that endorphin rush or something. You sort of get that when you're in the middle of abstinence of anything, whether it's yeah, okay. religious or yeah. not. Like it's kind of like when you know you're doing, when you're eating greens, it's the same sort mm. of thing. But when you know you're doing it for like, for, you know, as Muslims, I guess, like the idea is that, you know, you fast, whether or not people see you or not, like it's not something that you're doing to perform for others because you do it in private as well. So really that abstinence is between you and God. So it's kind of yeah. like payment is sort of like internal. Like it's not like, yeah. you know, you don't get kudos from other people. Um, I, so, so that's the sort of spiritual growth is that is internally. Yeah, I used wow. to do like I used to do the odd one. I used to do the first one. I used to do like the twenty seventh fast, which is a special right. one, and the the last one. And and so what's very sporadically, one? I would do. What's the twenty seventh one? Layla Turkadar is. Yeah, so it's kind of like it's called. It's, it's like known as the night of power. So there's like there's lots of different verses and commentary about it. But basically, the Prophet Muhammad said something about. Um, I think it's something about because it was 27. It was something about like I think he said about Amy Winehouse and uh, Kurt Cobain and Jimi <laughs> Hendrix, Jim like in honor of them. Yeah, Jim Morrison is yeah. yeah, just in honor of those yeah. guys. So on the 27th <laughs> yeah. day, you take a kilo of hash and just get fucked up. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, Naz. What was it? I'll have to check. Now, look. So to be honest, but, it's a holy night, but it's also like so. The last ten nights, you might remember, like. Um, people treat like you know they're a little bit more special than the other nights of Ramadan because he kind of wasn't sure which like, he sort of said that there was a night of power in the last ten days and he didn't, wasn't specific so people just go oh, let's just do let's just treat 27. the last yeah but twenty yeah. seventh there's a lot more fitness wise obviously Ramadan is let's take it out of it how in general have you been overall have you always sort of you're in good nick. In fact, when you're we started hot. the recording, now you're really you're talking hot. About, you're very hot. I, uh, I'm going to say this: you were flexing your muscles. I think you I were was very not flexing my muscles. I literally <laughs> put my hands. I yawned, and Jill's like, "Look at you! I yawned. Yeah. He's yawning now. I flex. That's that's how impressive your your biceps are. And over Zoom as well. You Did you? Because you 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 worked out with uh, who's the guy from uh, the jungle? Uh, Dane uh, Swan. No, uh, and wasn't the the model? What's his name? Oh, Chris uh, Smith. The, Chris Smith. All oh, right, man. Who's Those Chris Smith? Like, Who's Chris Smith? He's you know, is he Danny Minogue's? He, no. he actually owns a few gyms now. He was an ex oh, he rugby did, player. Wait, wait, he did own some gyms. <laughs> they're gone. No, no, he, oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. well, I, they're all they're all fit as well. I've actually started. Um, there's a, a personal trainer guy who sends me very very good. He sends me like mm -hmm. a program uh, once a week, and um, and also tells me like how many calories i can eat to get to my ideal body guys so what so, is your ideal body let's start with that man i want to be freaking ripped you really want to did, did, did you get inspired no, no, by kumail no, no, no. by kumail nanjiani the american comedian no, 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 who uh recently posted a picture of him uh for this marvel marvel movie where he got super ripped you know you, you've yeah. never seen kumail so yeah. after i saw that i was like well if i 
subcontinental comedian can do that once, surely I can do that too, right? Can I, can I, look, you asked the question, what is your ideal body? Who doesn't want to be, but, I, but I'm actually not aiming to be that. I just want to be someone that is not um, unfit. I also want to be someone that feels and looks a bit stronger. And that's okay. pretty much it. But we, no, so what, Naz, we had. Because I've always been a skinny guy. I just want to, I just want to, I just want to be able to do like ch um, chin ups, like without, mm. you know, I want to do chin ups. I want to do, what are the other like things that I, uh, just kind of like kind of basic stuff that you should be able to do. Like chin ups, um, burpees. Like, like, stuff, but like you can do your own clock. But but no, but this is me. Like because we had Freddie Flintoff Naz on, and he said that when he was training for a boxing thing, he got totally ripped. And then once he got totally ripped, he just didn't think it was worth it. Like the amount of effort yeah. that you went no, into. No, stuff. I can't be yeah, yeah. And, and so that's the same thing that I would like the idea that I'd love to get to a point where I could do. Someone could go, oh, can you do chin ups, and then do twenty chin ups, and go, oh, that was okay. Like the idea yeah. that your own body weight is not an issue when it comes to your strength. Like your weight doesn't get in your way. Like that's how strong I'd like to be. You like should, You should be able to carry yourself. Like yeah. that's probably like the base requirement of being a person. You, you, you walk already so you can carry your own weight that way, but you should also be able to like pull yourself up and push yourself off the ground and maybe pull some things, push some things and not look unfit. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like, um, you know, like everyone's got a reason for their body, but I, but I personally look at myself and I, and, I, I, and I see my own kind of like lifestyle in, in the way that I look in the mirror. And when I feel a bit lazy, bleh, I can just sort of, I just feel. You see, know, you, like feel, I, you feel, feel a little like doughy? Yeah, yeah. And so I feel like when I'm feeling in a good space and when I'm doing things, um, when, I'm, when, I'm doing, when I'm looking fit and feeling fit, I just tend to be doing more stuff in my life i'm more positive get stuff done do you um, have a go-to exercise thing that you enjoy more than others is it the yeah, gym I, is it running is it swimming is it making sweet man, sweet hate, love <laughs> i i dislike cardio a lot so love, okay. making love is out of the question i do like weights because it's short and sweet um and i like walking like i, I enjoy walking I, I don't mind riding a bike but it's like like really having to put, like, I don't like when it gets to that kind of cardio aerobic space. Back in high school, I used to be a, like I used to run 1500 meters pretty well. You know, I represented the school. I was, Did um, you? What was your time? Yeah, Melbourne was, High. What was, yeah, my, my, I can't, I actually can't remember. Hang my on, sister, Nancy, though, did you go to Melbourne High? Yeah. What, and how old are you? I'm um, 2003, I'm 35. 35. Oh, that's really interesting. And so you went, I, so I just, I'm always very fascinated. I've, I've got a lot of friends from Melbourne High. And so you sat the exam and you got in because you're a bit of a genius? No, because I got extra tuition all through primary and high school. <laughs> 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 no, look, you've you got to be good at exams. It doesn't mean yeah. you necessarily need to be smarter. Um, and also I do like genuinely, I've always enjoyed learning and enjoyed studying. So that doesn't mean smarter. That just means that's what, that was people had other hobbies. Because yeah. people like sport and video games. I used to like learning. Because I went for the and exam. That was the biggest thing. When I went to Melbourne High, I remember going, oh, my God. Everyone, like, it's cool to be interested in your studies. Whereas the, I went to Mount Waverley Secondary before that, a school known for high-quality weed. And that was like, to, we had to, I literally had to dumb down my own essays because the teacher would accuse me of copying from Encarta. 
So you went to Mel- Mel- like- Mel- So from Melbourne High, before that you were just at Waverly High. Was that- <laughs> what? <laughs> but what I because Naz, I, I went to sit the exam because my parents were like, look, if you get into it, this is this is the you know you had private schools, and you had public schools, and this was in the middle. It was like it was like a private school, except well, you, you, you yeah. got in and you didn't, and the tuition wasn't very big. Well, well, it was the first state school in Australia, so you pay state school fees, but you for some I don't know how you get like a private school education, like they, the government or they get like up to ten grand yeah. a year or some ridiculous. But basically, yeah, like the in my year, the median. Enter score, TER, whatever you call it, was 95.2. Yep. 15%, which was 52 kids in year 12, got 99 and above. That's and, and that's insane. Like that is if, so... if you're in the middle of the, if you're just if you're just in the middle of the class, you're gonna get 95. But it's funny because yeah. I, I remember sitting in the exam right now, and it was that same thing. There was like there was a lot of people from different countries, uh, there was a lot of kids from Vietnam, like like everywhere. And there was one guy who um, I'm not sure where he was on, but his dad was next to him and kept yelling at him, just started just yelling at, at like maths equations and he was just answering it there. Everyone had a parent who was just going so hard, right? So hard. Where was the parent? Uh, the parent in were the all outside. We're all outside before outside. we go into the exam. Then uh, before you go he, in, he, he I thought slaps, it was at the exam hall. Yeah, no, no, no. He slaps him on the back. And then we go into one of the classrooms, and I'll never forget this. This is where I was like, "Oh, I've got no chance of getting into this school because it just went like this." Okay, uh, I'm going to say out your surname. Just say that you're here, and it just went like this. Lom here, Lom here, Lom here, Lom here, Lom here, Lom here, Lom mass. Yep. And it was just every second of it. It was amazing. I was like, "How many long is it? Do, one big? Do, 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 do. Yeah, no, you're just basically a long with an ass. <laughs> that's hilarious. Actually, I've got my year twelve jumper somewhere, and all the names it just goes as like so many HUs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so many Kangs <laughs> and Changs and Jews, and it's just like. It's <laughs> And then what's really interesting is you've got heaps of those names, which, and then you've got a couple of names where it's like Clarkson. You're like, how, how did you get in here? And you find out cricket scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like my, my best my best mate, uh, Higginbotham. 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 Oh, yeah. Al yeah. Higginbotham. Yeah, yeah. He's a great yeah. guy. Um, yeah. Well, actually, so we used to say, and Melbourne High like, kind of taught me, oh, I was really sort of, it, it really warped my perception of the real world because there was, we would say back in the day, one third skip, one third curry, one third Asian. And then there were like the wogs or whatever, like everybody yeah, else. Yeah. But we all kind of like, back the, the outliers. The wogs were outliers. Yeah, but yeah, they were outliers. They somehow fit into that equation. But anyway, we'd all hang out together. And it was sort of really comfortable and normal to just call out each other's racial differences and bag each other. It was all in really good spirit. And I remember the first day at uni, you know, like you're hanging out with all these new people. And then I suddenly saw another friend from Melbourne High. And we both saw each other. And he comes up to me and goes, hey, what's going on, you curry motherfucker? And I was like, you Asian piece of shit, or whatever it was. Everyone else was like, what the hell is going on? It was just like, yeah. that was just normal Melbourne High behavior. Yeah. Um, and it, to- it's like, yeah. a, I, I'm, I'm always kind of defensive of that because it is a, it's like an equal opportunity racism because it's not like, <laughs> the whites were superior to the curries or the Asians or whatever. It was just like, everyone's up for like, it's punching sideways yeah, in, yeah. A, in a and high also, school level. Like, we, we quite literally outnumbered white people. It was also, I think All right, yeah, yeah. gave me the confidence to bag white people right. out of the real world. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you go, yeah. <laughs> 
That's so fucking funny. Hey, did did you speak a language? Did you? Did you? What language did you speak at Melbourne High? English. man, I learned Japanese. Year seven and eight, even in the school before, and then at Melbourne High, I did Japanese as well. But honestly, I, I can't remember Jack. We had this teacher called Mr. Fujino, who was so easy to manipulate. I remember I'd come to class late, and he'd be like, "Nothing. Why are you late?" And I'd say, "Oh, Mr. Fujino, I'm late because the bell rang before I came." And he said, "Okay, uh, no worries. Sit down." Like that's literally <laughs> yeah, why yeah, yeah. someone is late because yeah. yeah. I came after the you bell. You just defined like, it. Yeah, you just gave logic. <laughs> Yeah, but he just like, okay, no worries. Okay, that's a good excuse. He, he thought like, you were in a philosophy class. Why are you late? <laughs> because the bell rang before I arrived. <laughs> he was like, I remember one time he was like, where's your assignment? I go, I gave it to you. He goes, did you? I said, yeah, you gave me an A. He's like, okay, okay, no worries. And then he gave me, he wrote it in the thing, gave me an A. Anyway, it's like so a Je- I'm- you, Je- you Jedi mind tricked him. <laughs> funny. <laughs> this isn't the career you're looking for. I was no, gonna no, say, no. We, we, we were so good at like, we were smart, yes, but we were also like, we found shortcuts. So I remember we used our nerd, nerd qualities for good. We, someone created a website, like this kind of like secret website where everyone, so we'd all have an assignment across the year level. Some, like one person would do that assignment, upload it onto there, then everybody else would download it and just make variations to it so that we could all submit it, get a good mark. But just one person would have to do the work, and then someone else would put up another assignment. Like we had all the assignments oh, up on that amazing. web. Did, did you say? Do you say you make variations or variations? Variations. <laughs> 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 Melbourne I does make a very Asian out of you. <laughs> <laughs> so you were fifteen hundred. Uh, you represented school in the fifteen hundred race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, uh, I represent, but I but I represent. Yeah, my but still, often in the you, I, like that was my, that was because I couldn't. Like, but school couldn't, level though, that's still pretty. That's all pretty yeah. well, you know what? My, so, so my older sister represented, she she represented Victoria. Yeah, she represented Victoria or she got to state, but she was like really good at 800. And my mum actually was a really good runner too back in Sri Lanka. So it's kind yeah. of weird. I actually, wow. I remember me and, my, me and my younger sister, we, 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 we started taking like coaching at the Little Athletics Club when we were maybe in year seven or eight or something like that. And it was a, like she always looked up to me like I'm a big brother. I'm probably I'm faster than all that sort of stuff. Remember we were doing like the the, the coach. He was the first time he'd be like, all right, guys, just run around, do two laps of the 400 meter track. And so I'm like, oh yeah, no worries. So we started just doing this like casual jog, but my sister just naturally just like was way ahead of me, and I was like, this is really embarrassing. And I just remember faking. Maybe <laughs> was it the hijab that gives a better sort of speed traction? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, I think so. she wasn't even wearing it back then. She was just like super fast and like effortless. So uh, to this day, I don't even know if she knows that she's way faster than me. But and also, um, but also wait, so- the 1500. Like you talk about hating yeah. cardio. That's the hardest cardio you can get. Like just trying to you keep know what that. It was? In- <laughs> I don't even like my, literally my only strategy with that was. Um, run behind the first or second person and just um, try just and keep take up. a step and they take a step. Yeah, and actually that was my mum's advice. She was telling my sister that she was just like, just find the person in the lead and just and just take just take a step when they take a step. So I'll just be in stride with them, you know. And that was it. I'll just copy their steps and then like right at the last four hundred meters, I just if I had fuel in the tank, I just sprint. I actually had oh, wow. no other strategy but that. That was it. Well, so if the person at the front was slow, then my time would be slow. Well, and th- right. I've been doing yeah. the same thing. Like I'm trying to do five Ks five days in a row and try and break 30 minutes every day. But I, it stuffed it up today because the person in front of me, there's so many different people, as soon as they're slow, like if they're fast, I'll just keep up with them, right? I'll be like, oh, this is awesome. And then if they get away too much, I'm like, oh, who's going to be next? And then my, my pace is just not quick enough to break it. But as soon as someone quick pumps up, I'm like, yeah. 
It's crazy. It's sort of because... analogous to the idea of some a school like Melbourne High, which has a lot of high achieving students. So you'll only go as fast as the majority are running ahead of you. So if you're stuck in a school where everyone's a bunch of shit kickers, you're like, oh, I don't need to run that fast. My effort, yeah. you know, and just shrink to the last one. And, and, and like stuff like that always makes me think like psychologically, because it's, it's just your, I know it's all cliche, but it mm. quite literally is all in your head. And I am so, mm. like, I can't defeat my head most of the time. Like I know. Like so, you know, you'll be doing reps or whatever, or running or walking, and I just uh, I give up. But if I'm, but if you're, you know, socially motivated, if, if you're running with someone, I think you find yourself. In fact, you were talking about food, right? And so, the, so the PT guy that I've got, he's a really cool, he's really smart. He knows a lot of stuff. Like he, he's really into the, the theory of stuff. He basically said, according to lots of studies, and he's got all these citations. But if you have food in the house, if you can see it, you will quite literally, you'll eventually eat it. Um, so what you have to do. Is you just have to be conscious of that, and what you then is you just need to hide it from yourself. It sounds weird because you know what it is. But put it in your car boot, literally put it out of your, your line of sight, and you will statistically eat it less. There's a less of a chance of you eating it. So, so, so like yeah. snacks specifically, or just anything in general? Probably Any, anything, anything. Because like I've heard this anything. before. Just put it in your boot. Yeah. So just have an esky full of like, yeah, right, like meat and just like steaks and stuff. Well, I just basically just like I now I only buy what I. What I'm, if I'm shopping, I'll be like, all right, so don't buy this thinking I'm going to eat it over three days. I'll just eat it today. Right. So, and maybe that's how I beat you. Maybe that's how I beat you in the bet because I never cooked during that entire time. I never had any food at home. So I'd only eat when I went out and well, I'd eat at a cafe. Well, I, my cousin, um, oh, I guess I can That's talk. actually probably, if you literally didn't have any food at home, so, that's, so you had no food at home, you would just eat no. out every time. Uh, okay, yeah. so that's interesting. It's a very expensive way to do it, but yeah. Yeah. Two meals a day, though, because I was doing intermittent fasting. So I'd only have lunch and dinner. But, Naz, so the boot thing is actually quite – like, I've heard of this before. But my cousin, his ex-girlfriend, uh, he had no issue. I think he, I think he'd be okay. They've broken up. But uh, she put on a lot of weight, and he decided – he goes, well, you keep eating it. And so he put everything in the boot. And then put a different lock Including on it. the relationship. Yeah, it seems. Oh, really? If I think about it, it's pretty messed up. Really, it's pretty weird. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm really surprised you shared that. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> if I think about it, he he because he goes, oh, "There's all the healthy food and all the bad food." So whenever he wanted it, he'd open the boot and eat it, and then. Just <laughs> I mean, but I mean, wow. maybe he, he probably had good intentions. It's the same thing with food. What's wrong with your phone? I reckon if you can't see it. If you lock, like I'm a phone addict, I reckon. But um, today I put it. I had to do some work, and I actually put it in the next room to charge. And I was on my laptop doing the work, and I think I used it maybe ten minutes less than I normally would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of food, we love uh, we love talking about vices and stuff here. So you don't drink, uh, never have. Uh, what are your vices then when it comes to chocolate, treats? Man. Chocolate, which is so bad because it's um you don't get bang for buck. You know, like it's so you, you have a mouthful, and that's just like a lot of calories, sugar. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. only a little bit of satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. So uh, um, I wonder what the best bang for buck treat is. Maybe someone uh, can listening and tell us what your well, best, it, like in terms of, it, like, is it shit? Is it mashed potato? Like mashed potato is a fucking. Oh, so you want to know savory stuff? All right, savory stuff. Yeah. Hot I chips. Reckon. Hot chips. Hot chips. Exactly. I was about to Bang. say that. Like, dude, hundred percent. And if you've got like an air fryer as well. Which is like right. next level. Then yeah. it's like no oil, but yeah, hot chips. Like so like I would say Coca Cola is one of the worst bang for bucks because it's such a quick little hit and there's so many like spoons of shit. 
Yeah. Because you're a taste. Like, it's exactly I, I really the same. It's exactly the same. I don't get it. You literally, it's zero. And kombucha, check this out. Kombucha yeah. here, super expensive. You got to take a mortgage, but it's like 13 <laughs> calories. You just save your calories for good shit. Like, you hey, know, so like, is your PT you signed off on, on kombucha? Because I'm still dubious about it. I love it. I love kombucha. But what's is wrong he cool? What's, what's, what's wrong with, with kombucha? It just, tastes too, it just tastes too good to be true. <laughs> no, you're right. No, it does taste suspiciously good. Yeah. Uh, and also, the brown bottle, the brown bottle is just, I oh, love Here we go. Alan Jones, fire up. <laughs> yeah. no, so what's wait. wrong with brown? What's, what's wrong with the brown bottle? bottle? Wait, white bottle's fine, isn't it? Are mate? you both finished? <laughs> Are you both finished? <laughs> oh, sorry. All right. Let the white man talk. Thank you. Now, <laughs> when you rock up to a barbecue now, you can take a six-pack of kombucha and not look like you've just rocked up with a normal bevy. That, that's why I love about kombucha. Because, you know why? Because it's so, it's so expensive. If someone's going to spend that much, like, they really want to be there. Like, that, they're not cheap. I don't know how much no. beer, How much is a beer cost? Well, a beer, I, I, I don't know, but I assume a beer, like, if you're going to go to the bottle shop and you get, like, a slab of, I don't know, Cooper's Parallel, if you get a slab of decent kombucha, the kombucha is going to be more expensive. Is it? Oh, okay. I just want to think alcohol is more expensive, but... But and this is the thing though. But when you rock up, like when I went camping, it was this hilarious thing. It was like I had the kombucha in a stubby holder, so the brown tip just tops out. Everyone's at the campfire <laughs> drinking, and so my mates were like, "Wow, Lomas, are you back on it?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, those yeah. those yeast extracts are doing wonders for my digestion." <laughs> Man, it's so tasty, and it actually kind of I feel really good after a kombucha. I love well, it. You know what? Like I can't remember who told me. I read an article, something to do with um. Anyway. It's, might not be probiotics, credible. but something about yeah, like when your gut is healthy, you, it's, it has a direct link to your mental health and and, and yeah. mood. Yeah. So if you want a good mood, like do stuff that's good for your gut. Yeah, I know. I've I've heard that before as well, and I haven't verified. So I I do a lot of uh, sauerkraut for that, you know. Oh, yeah. But I, I haven't really properly looked into it. I, I might have seen the same article that you saw, read the headline, <laughs> and went, oh, that's fair enough. I'll just do that without actually researching it. But it's true, apparently, like there's such a direct link between the bacteria in your guts and how that affects, like, it's, I'm not trying to sound crass, but like, you know, when you have a good pool, like when, <laughs> yeah. when, the, when it's like a really good movement, you actually feel like lighter and cleaner afterwards. Do you know what I mean? It actually feels like you've Especially just, if you don't have to watch if it's just a clean out of the anus, clean break, crap it yeah. up. Boom. Yeah. Two yeah, points. yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, so yeah, so chocolate's your main, uh, main, uh, oh, main source. And what about savory stuff? What's your favorite savory? Uh, stuff? Like you know, if there's like a if there's a packet of chips or something, so I, I'll just eat through. I can't. I'm not good at restraint. So are you a snacker? You know, yeah. Are you a snacker? Uh, yeah, like I am. Like uh, yeah, I'll just I'll just I need to like my enjoyment is is eating a snack. I'll have a, I'll be full and I'll just go. Oh, what else is there in the cupboard? Like I'll just be eating all the time but you know like i don't know if this is true but like i feel like later in my life like these years uh i don't burn it off as quickly so you can oh, probably, yeah so I, like growing up i could eat anything and everything and i probably just i was probably more active wait but, until uh, you start because 40 like i feel like it's like same thing i was like even then trying to burn off these last couple of and because i'm looking after my kids full time i don't think i've ever snacked more in my life because that's how they ate they're little grazers yeah. So you have like one little yeah. bit here, one little bit there. Sure, a lot of it's healthy, but f- before you know it, you've eaten sixteen fucking celery sticks with peanut butter and sultanas on it. Just going, what the fuck? <laughs> I know, I know, it's crazy. Like that's 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 my problem. One of my friends also, he's uh he's really into his fitness, 
and also he's slightly criminal. So when we go to say Coles or Woolies, he'll just you know like a pick mix thing where you can just you got like yeah. the he just goes berserk and just basically has like I don't know half a kilo of stuff. Just taste it. He just goes insane. Yeah. But that's like I'm like bro, did you calculate how much? Like you're so conscious about your calories, but you just probably lost. Yeah, out. apparently I think that's true though. The calories don't count if you've stolen the food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the guilt, the guilt burns it off quicker. <laughs> I think that's right. But I, I, there's something I feel like grapes do taste better when they're in the little baby section of the front of the trolley and you're eating them, like because they're oh, done on 100%. done on the it's kilo. Like, you're just eating away, just going. Oh, you're and, walking. You're walking. You know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, Jen, okay. This is one of my new obsessions. Seedless black grapes. I've never had them until maybe two months ago, and now I'm obsessed. Uh, the so best. Really? Have you done the long ones? Have you done the really long ones? The skinny oh, no, ones? No, yeah, I don't know where they're from. I've just had them uh, long, black, and skinny, like you guys. <laughs> you are, uh, but uh, but they're really good as well. And because this is the odd. Yeah, the grapes are great, so I just I, I'm just trying to explore so many varieties of grapes. Just because you know, with the oh, kids, right. if you give them the same grape, but like I'm trying to fill up the whole thing with like. What I'd love in my fridge is four different types of grapes, <laughs> which is four kilos of grapes, which is a bit insane. So there's <laughs> red, green, black. What else? Well, there's, there's sort of the one in the middle. There's grapefruit. Doesn't count. No, doesn't yeah. No, if that's a fucking um, feed your kid grapefruit and film it like every second person <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I mean, oh, lime. Fun. You got to do it with lime or lemon. It's so funny. It's very good. Um, hey, so wait. So I want to make sure I tick these boxes off. So, okay. So we got the uh, items uh, in terms of what you love. So your ideal situation is to do pull-ups at some point. How are you doing pull-ups? Actually, while, okay. How are you practicing it without in isolation? Oh, that's one thing. Like when everyone started panic buying, I, I got in quick and I, I got a, uh, a pull-up bar for the, and it's just hanging over there. And, um, my friend, he sends he, he follows this Instagram account called Bar Stars, and it's all these in, these people that can do insane things on like pull up bars. Check it out; it's in, incredible. No, I know this. B a r s t a r s. I think it's Z Bar Stars. Yeah, Bar Stars. There's a lot of I've, I know the account because there's a lot of because I've worked on Australian Ninja Warrior. Quite of them are on there doing shit as well. It's insane what you can do with one arm and a bar. I know. Yeah. It's, it's really like if you've difficult. ever seen uh, Steve Amell from uh, from uh, Arrow, he does. He's got this party trick where it's like the steps of. Um, it's called the uh, salmon ladder. Wait, it's the salmon oh ladder. Oh my god, is it? Yeah. And is that in the Ninja Warrior, isn't it? Because yeah. he did a charity thing for Ninja Warrior in America, and he got through like pretty far into it. They did and this thing like, where this- you hold the bar. And then you go salmon ladder, salmon ladder, salmon ladder. And then there's another one where you then take the salmon ladder and then you throw yourself onto things that are like they're bouncy. And then you got to go from the bouncy Whoa. one to the other one. Like I don't even know how you get up the top bit to then go to the next bar bit. And then you're absolutely gassed. Like, fuck, I don't know. Now, do you watch you know the bar stars? So, oh, and then well, get motivated to do it? Is that what you're doing? So my friend sends it to me fairly regularly. Like this morning he sent me one. And that actually... Yeah, like normally I just like watching it, but you know what I, I what, what I think about with pull-ups and, and chin-ups, whatever the hell you call them, that's when you can really identify. You you can't lie about how how strong or not strong you are. Like you, if you can't pull yourself up, you, you can't pull yourself up. Like you can you, yeah. you immediately, yeah. you know. So it's um yeah, I feel like it's real tangible. Like whereas you go to the you go to the gym, it's all like you're pushing 
things that are not normal. You wouldn't ordinarily. No, I love this, Naz. I really do. I totally get it. Like that, I have to admit that's one of my dreams to be able to just go, I can pull myself up. Because even then yeah, in a bad situation up. or you're trapped down a hole, I don't know. But the idea yeah, that whatever it is. You psychologically, can, you know. Yeah, that you can pull yourself up wherever that is. Yeah, and it's just kind of like a, I just think it looks cool too. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, no. I'm ever going to show people, but it just looks cool, you know. Um, it but it's also cool. your back muscles, which are like such back a muscles. core part of your anterior core. Like if those are yeah. getting sort of stronger. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I, I, I think that's a pretty great goal. So is that the only, it. what else? I'm just curious about the other goals. So it's being able to pull up. Okay, if uh, I could do one muscle up in my life, yeah, one so muscle. explain what the muscle up is where you okay, do like so a pull up like, action. So imagine like a chin up, but then you push up again. your arms straight down. Yeah, so you push up again. And so your arms are like vertical. And, and you're uh, near like, your, so the body's near your uh, yeah. abs or sort of your pelvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your arms are straight down. And then you So one the, of those. One of those. Like they are, re- they, you might think it looks easy, but man, you could, it's really, really difficult. You know, I, I you know why it looks easy? It's because the only people who upload videos of them doing it are yeah. fucking strong. Yeah. Like you don't have muscle up fails. Like there's not enough video of that because, but you're right. When you see it, you're like, oh, that looked like a quick yeah, yeah. Sw- swivel motion. But don't oh you ever, like, don't you ever look at those guys and go, you must be a complete fuck machine. You must be able to <laughs> just... Like fuck, like there's no tomorrow. That's that's all I think yeah, about. I, well, I, I want to know why, because I mean, I know you're a horny, weird old man, uh, and it's bothering me. Sometimes. I love but it. Me, but this is coming why. from you. I'm the weird, yeah. horny man. You're the horniest no. man I know. You've been isolation. Sorry, I don't Tinder. look like like. I love it that I'm it. I'm the horny it's guy. Like, because look, look at the things that you're saying. Yes. Don't you think that? Don't you ever see a fit person and go, surely you can do everything. Surely you can just no. fuck till the cows come home. You've well, never thought that. That's not what I immediately go. That's not what I immediately think about. I go, oh my God, that guy must train really hard and put on him. <laughs> yeah, I go there too. It's not like it's the first thing I think of. I don't well, go. It sounds oh. like it was. I, I, I don't see two sets of pecs and go, fuck, when he comes, it must be like a train. You guys sound like you have sexual tension. Yeah, I mean, I, here's the thing: I have never ever denied my 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 horniness, and especially in isolation. But it's <laughs> I can just see the manifestation of Lomas's frustration coming out in these forms of looking at a the man going, "Oh, he must fuck hard." I do. <laughs> okay, I will. I do agree though that if um if uh if you're gonna like if you're gonna try and put on muscle, you need to have like testosterone. And testosterone is uh, that gives you that. So does that, does that does that reduce your sex drive? So if you've got a lot of no, muscle, I think, I think, it increases it. Doesn't no, it? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Know. I think to make. I don't know if it, what comes before the other, but to, to put on muscle, <laughs> I, th- I think the balls first come. <laughs> but I, think, I, uh, I, I definitely felt like in the last couple of weeks of doing a bit, few, bit more body workouts and stuff like that, and I think the combination of ISO in itself has pushed my like horniness to new levels. Like I, I reckon I've gone back to regressing to a 14 year old level version of me uh, of horniness for sure. But uh, it's not yet gone to this point where I'm like, all right, I keep things in check before I do a podcast, make sure I clean the <laughs> what, You know, it's really funny. Like, like 
Like I like I just have like this is probably the less frustrated I've been in a while. Only because I've had no time to even consider it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. by the time I'm done with the kids all day, I get to bed. Like the thought of even having sex, I generally find exhausting. Oh, this is how mums probably feel. Because, okay. Probably okay. because like your, sub- <laughs> your subconscious is saying, don't create more of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. I, um, I said on, I said on, as I said on the podcast before, it's like the amount of like dads who want to get like they just want to you know tie their shoes because they're so scared of having a third. They're just shitting themselves. The idea of just having a third would just scare the crap out of them. And there's a lot of people who are listening to this podcast who have had sex who are wondering, oh, is there another one on the way? <laughs> hey, um, we need to start wrapping up. Uh, Nazim is saying, man, thank you so much for coming along. Thanks, buddy. Un- unreal. What a journey we went through in terms of cultural and, and, and physical. But uh, <laughs> with body- and-, yeah. and finish with yeah. rubbing it out. <laughs> rub it up and rub it in out. <laughs> Ramadan. Is that what happens? You go from Ramadan to, to Ramadan? Rub it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. Yeah. So, yeah, but, but is it, is, uh, what do you have to, what do you have to plug, Naz? Oh, um, yeah. Hey, listen to my podcast, uh, which is new. It's called The Survivor's Guide to Coronavirus. It's very good. Um, yeah. That's fun. Come that's on. Fun. Yeah. You guys should come on and, uh, love to. Just, uh, bit of fun. And that's pretty much it. Otherwise, guys, I'll be outside my house most days. Uh, uh, Stan, you got the Stan thing, I guess. Stands coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Cool. Are those, uh, your, what are you on social media? Some of our um, followers may not follow Instagram. you. But Write my name into the search on Instagram. On You do Ali Naz? What a you sell. Yeah. What a sell. Yeah. Don't worry yeah, about the handle. Just type me on. It's my name. <laughs> yeah. It's Nazim, Nazim Hussain. You start right, typing nice. that in, it will auto-complete, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, follow me. <laughs> I won't follow you back. Unless there's the insane plug we've ever had. <laughs> Sorry. Man, he's, he's, he's been fasting. Come on, give him a break. He's just not enough nutrition. So good. So um, good. Uh, I'm uh, Duruk J on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, my Amazon special is out at the moment. Hey! Joy. Thank you for all the people who have watched it, Fitbit listeners who uh, messaged to say how much they liked it and like the fitness stuff in there. Uh, the bet gets featured in the Amazon special, which is really Very fun. Very exciting. Uh, and uh, also, uh, Stan, yeah, I'll be on that one as well. Uh, but otherwise, uh, Ben, you're Ben Lomas uh, comic. Yes, Ben Lomas and, comic. Uh, we are Fitbit Pod. Fitbit Pod. And don't Patreon. Forget, of course, our Patreon. Uh, if you want to hit out, mm-hmm. uh, head to uh, uh, Patreon slash Fitbit Pod. Uh, you can look at the tiers. Uh, we are doing very well. Uh, a lot of people. Have- when you said tiers, I always, I always think you're saying <laughs> crying. And you can see how, like, look at the tiers. Look how sad we are. Please subscribe. <laughs> No, but if you uh, five bucks a month, uh, then you get the bonus episodes, and we're getting great feedback already on our bonus episodes, and we really enjoy doing it. Something a little bit different, uh, but again, uh, we can't thank you enough. So, uh, if you like a bit of bonus content, you want to support the podcast, uh, we love your donation. So please do that. Uh, thank you, Nazim Hussain. Uh, good luck, all the best with the rest of the month of Ramadan. Uh, stay safe, brother. Take and care. We'll see you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.